Hello, uh, this is Guillermina Gonzalez, Executive Director of the Delaware Arts Alliance, your host for today. And with me, I have Brian Di Sabatino, town founder of the new community Whitehall and also a longtime arts patron. Brian, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. And let's begin from there, actually, because <laughs> okay. I've been uh, involved in the arts and probably you more than in, in my case. So let's begin from that uh, point. Tell us about your involvement with the arts and how that eventually connects with Whitehall, if you will. I, uh, I've always loved the arts, uh, specifically the performing arts. I was a percussionist uh, in an all-American band at James Madison University. That I didn't know. Yeah, a little little surprise for okay. you. And in, in, in current times, I'm a board member and a trustee of the Grand Opera House. So I've okay. had literally and figuratively a front row seat at the <laughs> effects of, uh, of the performing arts on our community. Okay. So uh, you enjoy the arts in many ways. I, I, I love the arts. From a selfish perspective, I, I love what it does for me. It, it, it invigorates okay. me. It helps me think. But I also love to see its effect on the community. When we, when we see the school buses pull up in front of the Grand Opera House and the uh -huh. kids pile out and tease each other and laugh and sing on the inside and then come out so joyful on, on their way home, it, it just warms the soul. There you go. Now, uh, and that connects somehow with one of the projects that I've, I, I haven't seen, actually, in, in quite some time. Uh, Whitehall, a, a project that you have conceived as a founder. Um, you clearly included the arts in this conception, and then uh, tell us about that. How is that make us the connection? Yeah, Whitehall is really a collaboration between several patrons of the arts, uh, okay. coincidentally. You know, one is the Welfare Foundation, mm -hmm. who many of us know that have contributed to the capital campaigns of most every arts organization in Delaware. Okay. Um, and Eastern States Development, the Julian family, as well as the DeSabatino family at EDIS, have a long history of contribution to the arts. Mm -hmm. The Welfare Foundation had a parcel of, of land that they purchased um, decades ago from Delmarva Power Light, it, it, was, it was conceived to be a nuclear power plant. Really? And, you know, Where is this located, Brian? In, in Middletown, okay. uh, just, uh, just off the Roth Bridge along the canal. It's about a okay. mile stretch along the canal. And thank goodness they stepped in and purchased the property because I, I don't think any of us could imagine what seeing those blinking plant. lights. What a change, right? right? Yeah. And so they put us uh, on a mission to create a legacy project Mm -hmm. uh, for Delaware. Mm -hmm. And uh, the common denominator that we keep coming back as we have studied uh, towns around the country and mm -hmm. towns around the world is to create a great place. Mm -hmm. And we understand that you can't have a great place without great art. There you go. Now, when, when you say you were researching and figuring things out, what kind of projects were coming to mind? Well, you know, the, the interesting thing is we're not mm -hmm. creating anything new. It's, okay. a, it's a model that's existed for centuries. Okay. But for the last 100 to 150 years, this particular style of town planning has been banned mm -hmm. from states and municipalities throughout the country. This idea of a mixed-use walkable community mm -hmm. like Dover, like Middletown, like mm -hmm. Rehoboth, like Arden, uh, like Odessa. Mm -hmm. The planning community abandoned those principles uh, over a century ago. For a, for a reason in particular or just because it happened? Well, a few things converged. I mm -hmm. think primarily the automobile took over, and people thought it would be a really good idea to separate schools from from neighborhoods mm -hmm. and from workplaces mm -hmm. and, and, to, and to separate all those things. And it became easy to separate because we had an automobile. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And then I, I think we all agree that if we look at our landscape uh, mm-hmm. here in Delaware, that we, that we could have done development a little, if not a lot of it, better. Okay. And so the Welfare Foundation has taken it upon themselves to hit the reset button to say mm-hmm. there is a charm and a sense of community that we have lost in Delaware, and, and they have stepped up and decided to make it different. Right. Um well, the Welfare Foundation is, is known for uh, donating uh, big time to the uh, nonprofit sector in many ways. So it's kind of a – I'm trying to find a connection, but I understand from your perspective that they own this particular land. Yes. And they, they asked you guys to put some kind of project together. Yes. So they had, they had this real estate as part of their portfolio. Okay. Um, but they re- realized that they had an incredible responsibility. When you have 2,000 acres, that's how big this parcel is. Okay. When you have 2,000 acres. you got to do something. You got, well, you have to, none of them are one. You do have to do something, but you have to do it right. Okay. Because we know as builders and developers that you don't really get two or three shots at, at, at building something this big. Mm-hmm. You only get one shot. And so you want to do it right. Mm-hmm. And so we know what's wrong. We, you know, we know that, uh, you know, the, the environment that we see that's poured out all over suburbia right. uh, for the last few decades is probably wrong. Um, and so we, uh, we looked back to historic models that people mm-hmm. liked mm-hmm. and that add value to community. Mm-hmm. And we're, we, we set out to replicate it. Um, while well, you're describing the community, it makes me think about the Renaissance kind of towns in Italy where Michelangelo and, and, and Leonardo da Vinci were kind of mixing and mingled with people. So it was like a, like a combined, blended community where everything you were able to find everything all together in walking distance. Is, is that something you were kind of conceiving when – thinking about a project like this? Absolutely. As you look at the early American models of towns, mm-hmm. and we pointed to a few like Old Newcastle and, and Chestertown, Maryland, mm-hmm. and Rehoboth, mm-hmm. the idea that you can get everything by foot is is not an, a unique American thing. It, you, it traces its roots back into uh, civilizations throughout the globe. Right. So so your, your parallel with the medieval uh, era, I think, is, is pretty astute. And it also ties into the whole theme of art. Right. You know, I, I don't think that there is any coincidence that the Renaissance uh, occurred in these collaborative environments that we call mid- medieval villages, or, or in America we call them towns. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't see the Renaissance happening in the middle of nowhere. You saw it happening where people bumped into each other and could converse and display and help each other understand the importance of their art. There you go. Now, um, you were telling me before the, the, we began the show that you've been working in this community for years now. So this is not something that came out of the blue. One day you woke up and uh, you felt like developing a town with the arts uh, spin. Tell us about the, the, the conceptualization of this particular project and, and uh, how it came to you. Yeah, I, I guess we've become artists uh, ourselves here because this is our this has been a 15-year work in process, and we've taken a lot of plans. I didn't even know that it, something like this could take that long, but <laughs> ne- tell us about that. Neither did we. And so, I, you know, when we started out, um, we came up with ideas that we thought were brilliant, and then we, we stepped back. We, 
they didn't necessarily answer the questions. Does it mm-hmm. leave a legacy? Does it, is it sustainable over time? And does it add value to the community? Mm-hmm. And so there were a lot of plans that we threw in the trash okay. over time. And there's no question there was a period of, of time in our 15 years that the recession hit. And it, it caused us to step back and rethink. Mm-hmm. And so what we learned as an example from the recession is that, that, that young people, families, and the older generation mm-hmm. seem to want one new thing in common. Mm-hmm. And that's the idea of simplicity. That's the idea of walkability. That's the idea of neighbors. Mm-hmm. Some things that they lost as this whole idea of suburbanization and McMansions grew, you know, in the uh, 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, people have come back to this idea of, of togetherness and town and art and community. Mm-hmm. Um, now, how do you see this community uh, moving along? Uh, and, and please explain to us how you see the arts being incorporated uh, more fully in the conceptualization of this project. Absolutely. From the, um, from the very beginning, the concept of Whitehall is built upon the idea of mobility or okay. walkability. The, uh, we, we came to understand that if you're going to build a walkable village, a mm-hmm. walkable town, mm-hmm. that uh, you should have something to walk to within about five minutes. Mm-hmm. And so if you take that five minutes and, and equate it to walking or mobile time, uh, it's about a, uh, about a quarter of a mile. Mm-hmm. And so essentially we took half-mile diameter circles, mm-hmm. laid it over the topography of Whitehall, and we came up with seven villages. Oh, okay. So over the next 30 years, and that's probably about how long it'll take to finish Whitehall. Uh, you will mm-hmm. see a series of very, very different. Each one has its own personality. Seven mm-hmm. villages emerge. Okay. Now, we we take art mm-hmm. very seriously. It's not a it's not a gimmick for us. We understand that you know one of the common denominators I told you about was was mobility and mm-hmm. walkability. Mm-hmm. One of the common denominators of a live town mm-hmm. is art. You know, I, I would dare anyone to find me a town mm-hmm. anywhere through history or today mm-hmm. that isn't alive and vibrant without art in, totally in, in integrated art. Mm-hmm. Art on its sitting by itself isn't isn't going to necessarily add value, but integrated art. And I, I think if you if you look at our dead towns, uh, our dead villages, mm-hmm. our dead societies, you will find them. Devoid of art. Now, I, I use the word integrated because I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't go into a blighted area and just throw up a mural, run away, and expect for no, things to be a catalyst. No, it's got to, to have some context. Yeah, it's got to have context. It's got to have a catalyst. Right, it's got to be right. integrated not only with the other arts. It can't be one art form sitting by itself. Mm-hmm. But it has to be integrated with the human element. You have to have a conversation, real, live, or virtual, going on. As a consequence on. Of, of that. Yes. Let me make a pause here right now uh, to reconnect with the audience, to let them know that you are listening to News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV for the Delaware State of the Arts radio show. Our our guest today is Brian DiSabatino, town founder of the new community Whitehall in Middletown, but also, and probably most importantly, a longtime arts patron. Uh, So... Again, welcome, and, and thanks for having the time, Brian, uh, for us to explain a project that it sounds fascinating. Thanks for having me. For the inclusion of the arts. I, I, I commend you for, for thinking about the arts and, and the founders because uh, you are among some other individuals conceiving this project. So let's go back to the villages. Let's go back to the inclusion of the arts in each village. How do you see that 
actually happening? How do you envision that taking place? You know, I, I'd like to say that we came up with this idea all by ourselves, but actually we were struck as we studied other communities uh, around the country. You know, the, North Carolina has a, a very vibrant arts program, and, mm-hmm. and we, we've been students of the area around Louisville, uh, Kentucky. Very, okay. very big investment in the arts. And here in, in Wilmington, you know, I think some of the catalyst ideas mm-hmm. that are going on in Wilmington are, are pretty inspirational. What, what we came to understand, especially from a, uh, you know, one of our fans and one of our friends by the name of Simon Draper, who runs an organization called Habitat for Artists, mm-hmm. um, is he, he really hit us between the eyes and said, you just can't have art sitting by, your, by itself. Mm-hmm. It, you have to be engaged in the conversation. Mm-hmm. And so it made us step back and say, wow, we, um, if we're going to create a live village, mm-hmm. if we're going to create something that adds value to the community, if we're going to have something that is sustainable over generations, well, what a better time to create the conversation than now rather than playing catch up decades from now. So right. here are a couple of ideas that we have incorporated. Our, our plan mm-hmm. at, at its very fundamental level, the landscape, the streetscape, the way it's laid out, we believe is an art form unto itself. Mm-hmm. So it incorporates the landscape architecture. That, that is clearly an art form. But if you were on one of our streets, you, you would encounter that many of them are erratic and that uh, it, it adds interest. And, and the artists call it cranky. Mm-hmm. And that many of them terminate at a T rather than being super duper long. And at the end of each T, we put some form of either natural or architectural element. So that essentially the grid, the layout, the landscape of our land becomes the gallery. And as you walk through the gallery, Mm -hmm. our job is to give you something to look at along that walk. Secondly, the the gallery itself includes the architecture. Mm -hmm. We spent years studying the local vernacular. Mm -hmm. And so we we took Old Newcastle. We took Chestertown, Maryland. We Mm -hmm. took Chesapeake City. We took Historic Odessa. And, and we, we asked ourselves, what are the common elements? What is the language, the architectural language? What is the vernacular that we want to, to bring to Whitehall? Mm-hmm. Because it needs to marry into its cousins in the other villages. Mm-hmm. Or it won't, have, it, it won't be able to communicate. So the, the gallery, the, the, uh, the landscape plan, will show off the, the art in the form of architecture. But if you if you move away from some of the visual, the display arts, and you move towards performing arts, mm-hmm. um, we worked actually as recently as this morning, uh, working on a bandstand style structure in a mm-hmm. formal public square. Mm-hmm. Now, what's interesting is Whitehall is not a, a a community unto itself. There's no gates. There's there's no seclusion. We're, we've really developed Whitehall to be an asset for the uh, the Delaware area and for Southern Newcastle County. So, you know, we have a bandstand. Um, that we want local artists to be able to perform at, uh, okay. large and small. So performing arts is very important to us. The, uh, the idea of, of crafts, you know, um, I, I think the crafts often get left out in the discussion mm-hmm. uh, about the arts. We have a program that we're trying to initiate called Gifts to the Street, where people that buy houses can, can find interesting things to offer at the street level Mm-hmm. So that as people walk by their homes, um, they see something neat, like a flower box or mm-hmm. a dish for a dog to drink from uh, or a clock. 
Mm -hmm. uh, or a piece of furniture to sit on. So the crafts play a role. But most importantly in our design is the idea of conversation. So we don't have houses sitting on two-acre lots where the houses are secluded and nobody ever comes out. We've literally pulled our houses right up to the sidewalk Mm -hmm. so that people are conversing. We're creating formal town squares um, so that people have a place to congregate. The idea of being able to walk to a coffee shop and share ideas, whether Mm -hmm. they're about arts or sports or politics, is really uh, no business of ours. But we want to create an environment where there can be conversation. And and we believe Mm -hmm. that there's going to be some really great conversation about art. Now, when it comes to the the way you're thinking about mapping out this community, um, can we think that there's going to be some kind of performance, say, on a Friday, maybe on a Saturday, maybe conversations right after that performance? Are you thinking about having artists living uh, in these communities? Oh, we would love that. So, you know, the, uh, the idea of having artists in the community is pretty natural. If we look at One of our peers is a community called Norton Commons in Louisville, Mm -hmm. Kentucky. And one of my favorite places to go go Mm -hmm. is a glassblower. Now, the glassblower lives in what we call a live-work unit, which we will have at Whitehall, where Mm -hmm. um, she's downstairs in her studio, and she's not only selling retail goods, but she's bringing, you know, kids and adults in for classes on how to to do glassblowing. And then then she lives upstairs. Okay. And so the idea where the, the artist could not only live but practice or retail in the same environment it is all integrated. There you go. Now, um, tell me something. I know you believe in the arts in terms of economic development. Let me move away a little bit from, from this community, but in a way incorporating the presence of the arts in communities. Um, what is your take on the connection between the arts and economic development, Brian? Well, I, I don't think it's a theory. I think it's a reality. In okay. Delaware, and, and, you know, we're so grateful that, uh, you know, the Delaware Arts Alliance has put together such great information to, to get out there to, to educate people. Every dollar spent on the arts in Delaware has a, a tremendous multiplication effect on our economy. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the arts is one of, it, it, it goes unnoticed mm-hmm. by the layperson. But if you really pay attention, the arts is one of the major employers in the state of Delaware. I think it contributes, uh, you know, in the tens of millions of dollars of tax revenue. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's well over $100 million in gross revenue every year. And as we, we look at expanding our economy, frankly, on a personal level, you know, I think we should double down on the arts. I, I think what we've seen uh, on market, holding Market Street together by you know, investment in the um, incubator for the arts or mm-hmm. retail for the arts or mm-hmm. the Grand Opera House or the Playhouse uh, or the Delaware Art Museum mm-hmm. or the Rehoboth Art League or the Schwartz Center for the Arts uh, or all of the different performing arts centers and all of the great high schools. Uh, I, I think when you look at the net of economic effect of mm-hmm. the arts in our community, um, it's a net positive. And uh, frequently, individual artists are looking for places where they can perform. Oh, yeah. As you know. Yeah. And sometimes, uh, you know, money is not necessarily in their pockets uh, all the time. Yeah. So, do you see Whitehall being this kind of offering that they might uh, capitalize on? Yeah. the The whole idea of, of having gallery and performing space embedded into the public space of Whitehall, we believe is the most efficient way. And, and, and actually, if you look through history, that's 
that's the way art was delivered in the public mm-hmm. square. Mm-hmm. Um, we uh, not only hope for, we've anticipated by programming those spaces into Whitehall. There you go. And before I forget, uh, do you want to share uh, some kind of uh, contact information for people to reach out to you if they want to explore deeper on Whitehall? Sure. I think if people just uh, used Google and Googled the town of Don't Whitehall in Delaware yeah. or whitehallde.com, I think they'll find us just fine. There you go. So um, how do you see Whitehall taking root? It's been very exciting. The uh, We broke ground on the infrastructure, the roads and the and the uh, utilities back in November, and we're about mm-hmm. to break ground on our model street here in the next couple of weeks. And what's really interesting is uh, this is a new era of communication, and we have over 5,000 people that follow us on Facebook. We've got a, an electronic list of people that have signed in to ask to be kept informed uh, to the tune of about uh, 5,000 people. And so the level of excitement has been extraordinary. Uh, our very first uh, deposit came from a family that's been watching Whitehall all the way from Pittsburgh. There you go. And so, and well, they that, they actually called us. They called us from Disney World to make sure that uh, we we were really going to do it. So yeah, we're we're excited. There you go, and we're grateful for your time today, Brian. Uh, we're almost running out of time, uh, and that happens whenever you're having fun. <laughs> so let me thank you again for your presence today. And there you go. Just quickly, in the few seconds we have left, how to connect with Whitehall. Well, if you, if you would just uh, reach out to us through whitehallde.com uh, or, or just jump on Google and Google the town of Whitehall, there's plenty of contact information there. And there you go. And uh, we only want to thank you again for your time today and offering the chance of the arts being included so clearly in the planning of a town like Whitehall. And it's looking fascinating. Congratulations. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you.